From COK Studios in Robert Krulwich's Crawl Space, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the class action lawsuit against the makers of the Vibram Five Finger Shoes. We'll also consider an exclusive interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson in our Consideration series. And we'll consider who the real Slim Shady is. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Frozen Foundation, committed to translating the song Let It Go into every known language and then filming children singing it. For more information, visit elsa.org. And the Whelping Box, conveniently delivering dog clothes right to your front door. Choose from top brands like Massimo Puppy, Doggy Hilfiger, and Kim Kardagian. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Shoemaker Vibram has been embroiled in a class action lawsuit over its five-finger shoes. They're the ones with the toes that hug your foot like a glove. Vibram moved to settle the lawsuit last week. It was originally brought by a woman who claimed that the company deceived consumers when it stated, without any scientific proof, that its shoes could decrease foot injuries and strengthen foot muscles. The company agreed to put aside $3.75 million to pay refunds as much as $94 to anyone who'd bought a pair since March 21, 2009. The shoes were originally designed for boaters who used them to secure their footing on wet surfaces. But the barefoot or minimalist running craze changed all that, and people began wearing the five-finger shoes to run. Here to discuss the lawsuit and barefoot running in general, in our discussion series Consider All Sides, are running expert Nadia Howard and Grant Grossman, author of the book Sock It To Me. Welcome to Consider Our Knowledge. Thank you for having me. Hello. So Nadia, I'm interested in your take on this first. You're an avid runner, so do you feel like the five-finger shoes cause the injuries the plaintiffs say they do? I've been running almost all my adult life. And I have worn just about every shoe imaginable. Have you done barefoot running? Yes, Dinah, I have. The types of injuries that the people who brought the lawsuit say they got from the Vibram shoes can happen to any runner. Frankly, I have gotten injuries in regular running shoes, the Vibram shoes, and in bare feet. Now, are you saying that the lawsuit was unfounded then? No, but I am saying that running can take a toll on your feet and legs, no matter what you choose to run in. The lawsuit was really more about the claims Vibram made about those shoes that had not been proven. I see. Now, Grant, in your book, Socket to Me, you make a case against the Vibram five-finger shoes. That's correct. The Vibram shoes, or any shoes for that matter, are not consistent with how nature intended us to walk or run. Oh, so you agree with people who choose to ditch footwear altogether and run barefoot? Not exactly. I advocate a shoe-free lifestyle, but not a barefoot one. I wear socks. 100% of the time. Really? Oh, yes. In my book, I outline how simply wearing socks, and only socks, can improve your health and fitness. You wear socks all the time? Yes. My philosophy combines the idea of barefoot running with the comfort and protection of socks. So, Grant, you really wear socks all the time? Yes. You wear them to bed? Yes, I do. I'm sure you take them off when you shower, though. Oh, no. I wear little water socks when I bathe. Wow. Literally, the only time I'm not wearing socks is when I'm changing from one pair of socks to another pair of socks. 
I'm curious, Nadia, have you ever tried wearing just socks? No, I haven't, actually. Oh, you really must try it. It's the best. I have found that my feet are far more smooth and supple, and that people don't look at me as oddly as when I'm going barefoot or wearing the Vibram Five Finger shoes. Those shoes are weird-looking and kind of off-putting. So, before we end this segment, Grant, can we see your feet? Sure. I'm happy to show people what wearing socks has done for me. Wow. Those are maybe the most beautiful feet I've ever seen. I'm jealous. I'm going to have to start considering going shoeless. Once you sock, you can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Grant and Nadia, thank you for joining us today on Consider All Sides. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Now we turn to our interview series, Considerations. One of the greatest interviewers of all time and our good friend, NPR's own Terry Gross, joins us for a chat with science superstar Neil deGrasse Tyson. Here is that interview. This is Considerations. I'm Terry Gross. Joining me today is the most popular man in science, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is currently the Frederick P. Rose Director of the Hayden Planetarium at the Rose Center for Earth and Space, and a research associate in the Department of Astrophysics at the American Museum of Natural History. From 2006 to 2011, he hosted the educational science television show Nova Science Now on PBS, and he has been a frequent guest on The Daily Show, The Colbert Report, and Real Time with Bill Maher. Since 2009, he has hosted the weekly radio show Star Talk. In 2014, he began hosting Cosmos, a space-time odyssey, an update to Carl Sagan's landmark series. Neil deGrasse Tyson, welcome. It's nice to be here. Let's discuss your childhood a little bit. So you were born as the second of three children in the borough of Manhattan in New York City and raised in the Bronx. Your mother, Sunchita, was a gerontologist of Puerto Rican descent, and your father, Cyril deGrasse Tyson, was a human resource commissioner for New York City Mayor John Lindsay and the first director of Harlem Youth Opportunities Unlimited. Yes. From kindergarten through high school, you attended public schools in New York City, all in the Bronx, which included PS 36, PS 81, Riverdale Kingsbridge Academy, and the Bronx High School of Science, where you were captain of the wrestling team and editor-in-chief of the school's physical science journal. You also had an abiding interest in astronomy since you were nine years old, following a visit to Pennsylvania and seeing the stars. You obsessively studied astronomy in your teens and eventually even gained some fame in the astronomy community by giving lectures on the subject at the age of 15. You recalled that so strong was the imprint of the night sky that I'm certain that I had no choice in the matter, that in fact the universe called me. Yes. If you're just joining us, my guest today is astrophysicist and author Neil deGrasse Tyson. Now, when you were in high school, the famous astronomer Carl Sagan, who was a faculty member at Cornell University, tried to recruit you to Cornell? That's right. In an interview with writer Daniel Simone, you said, Interestingly, when I applied to Cornell, my application dripped my passion for the study and research of the universe. Somehow the admissions office brought my application to the attention of the late Dr. Sagan. 
and he eventually took the initiative and care to contact me. He was very inspirational and a most powerful influence. Dr. Sagan was as great as the universe, an effective mentor. That is so powerful. So Carl Sagan really had a great impact on you, even from a young age. Yes. Yes, he did. Finally, I'd like to talk to you about your new show, Cosmos. I find myself just fascinated by what you have to say. I could just sit and listen to you talk all day because your lectures are so engaging and absolutely mind-boggling. It really is no wonder why people are so enthralled by the show. You are one of the most effective speakers I have ever heard. Thanks. That was Neil deGrasse Tyson, host of the popular science program Cosmos, a space-time odyssey, an update to Carl Sagan's Cosmos, a personal voyage. For considerations and consider our knowledge, I'm Terry Gross. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always check out our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook, check us out on Twitter, at considerourknow, or subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Trying to get a sock. I was trying to get a sock take a sock taking <laughs> off sound effect. Maybe I'll have to record Weird that while you. Sounds just like masturbated into a sock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat>